Mamma Mia subscribers, you've been asking and we've been listening. Now you can get all of your exclusive subscriber audio on Apple Podcasts. That includes everything from bonus episodes of your favourite pods to exclusive segments to all of our audio series. To link your Mamma Mia subscription to Apple Podcasts, open the Mamma Mia Out Loud page in your Apple Podcasts app and follow the prompts or head to help.mamamia.com.au. Hi there, Claire Murphy here from The Quickie. We are taking a bit of a break because we all need to do that at this time of year, let's face it. But we will be back January 13 with a whole bunch of new Quickie episodes for you. But until then, we have updated some of this year's biggest stories and pick up from where we left off last. Now, we have looked at the US president a couple of times this year and still a lot's happened since we spoke about him last. He's been accused by more women of sexual assault. He's told four congresswomen to go back to the crime infested countries they came from. His former lawyer, Michael Cohen, went to jail for crimes that he committed to benefit the president. The Washington Post keeps a list of what they refer to as Trump's falsehoods. That list is now close to 14,000 items long. And then he made a phone call to the Ukrainian president. Just before that call, he suspended military aid to that country. In that call, he asked for help to investigate the man who could be the one to run against him in next year's election, Joe Biden, and his son's business dealings in the Ukraine. It would only come to line after a whistleblower came forward with concerns that the president was putting national security at risk. On Thursday, December 19 Australian time, the US House of Representatives voted to impeach the president over that phone call. But what effect, if any, will this have on the president's attitude? Will he show remorse, humility, or will this play right into the personality traits that Donald Trump uses to justify all the things that have come before? Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move, and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. After nearly two years, 2,800 subpoenas, 19 lawyers, 40 FBI agents, 500 search warrants, 230 orders for communication records, 50 orders to check phone records, 13 requests for foreign governments to give evidence and 500 witnesses, the Mueller report in the US found no collusion between President Donald Trump and Russia. So what now? If Donald Trump has done nothing wrong, should we still be so worried about him and his politics? A group of psychologists and mental health experts seem to think so. They came together in 2017 to collaboratively write a book, The Dangerous Case of Donald Trump. They argued that the president's mental health was affecting the mental health of the people of the United States and that he placed the country at great risk of getting involved in a war and of destroying democracy itself. So why did they choose to ignore their commitment to the Goldsworthy rule, the one that says they shouldn't comment professionally on someone's mental health without personally assessing them, to call the president a narcissist? Dr John Gartner is a psychologist and one of those 27 authors. John, why did you choose to overlook the professional rules and write a part in this book? Well, in our field, we have what's called a duty to warn, uh, that we would violate even confidentiality if we thought that we had to warn someone who might be at risk. 
in this case because let's say of someone who was a patient of ours and we knew that they were threatening. In this case, we felt as mental health professionals, knowing what we know about psychology, we had a duty to warn the general population that Donald Trump shows the kind of severe, dangerous character pathology that really predicts that he would be dangerous. And in fact, that has proven to be the case. And so the, the need to warn people is more important than the need to adhere to what is rather kind of an obscure historical rule, this Goldwater rule. But uh, there's no comparison between the need to warn people who are at risk and this uh, Goldwater rule. There's a nine-point checklist that you need to have at least five checked off yes to point at someone having narcissistic personality disorder. Dr Gartner says Donald Trump has them all. For example, a grandiose sense of self-importance. So he thinks he knows more about everything than everyone. Nobody's stronger than me. Nobody has better toys than I do. There's nobody bigger or better at the military than I am. Nobody loves the Bible more than I do. A preoccupation with fantasies of unlimited success, power, brilliance, beauty, or ideal love. I alone can fix it. A belief that he or she is special and unique and can only be understood by other special people. Part of the beauty of me is that I'm very rich. An excessive need for admiration. I got a standing ovation. In fact, they said it was the biggest standing ovation since Peyton Manning had won the Super Bowl. A sense of entitlement, interpersonally exploitative behavior. When you're a star, they let you do it. You can do anything. Whatever you want. Grab him by the pussy. A lack of empathy. He's not a war hero. He's a war hero. He's a war Five hero. and a half years. He's a war hero because he was captured. Envy of others or a belief that others are envious of him. I'm president and you're not. And a demonstration of an arrogant or haughty attitude or behaviors. I could stand in the middle of Fifth Avenue and shoot somebody and I wouldn't lose any voters, okay? So uh, I think it's pretty clear that he meets those criteria. I mean, the thing people don't understand is that the DSM is written in very easy to understand plain English. And all of the criteria are these observable behaviors so that you don't actually need any special training to see whether does he, for example, show a sense of entitlement? Does he show a lack of empathy? I mean, people comment on this every single day. It's so obvious. So when you have that collection of traits, yes, you have narcissistic personality disorder. We can observe that he has those behaviors. But to make matters worse, he actually suffers from a rare form of narcissistic personality disorder called malignant narcissism, which is much more, much more dangerous and much more severe. It was first introduced by Eric Fromm, uh, an analyst who escaped the Nazis, to explain the psychology of murderous dictators. And it combines narcissism with paranoia, you know, all of his crazy conspiracy theories, his uh, projection of, of evil onto the press, onto minorities, onto anyone who disagrees with him, his constant sense that he's a victim. And antisocial personality disorder, which is the personality disorder of basically criminals, people who lie, who have no conscience, who violate and exploit the rights of others and have no remorse about it. And finally, the fourth component is sadism, which is, as it sounds, taking pleasure in harming, humiliating, or degrading other people. When you put these four traits together, you have the most dangerous kind of leader that's actually possible to have. Uh, and that's what er why Eric Fromm was so concerned about this type of murderous authoritarian dictator, that they all shared these common traits. And so that's why there was such a duty to warn people. It's not just that he's narcissistic. We certainly have many narcissistic politicians. It's that he's truly dangerous. So in a broader sense, what does that mean then? Obviously, none of the psychologists or mental health people who wrote in this book have sat down and treated Donald Trump as a patient. So this is all from uh, looking at him from an outside perspective. But what does that mean 
to have a narcissist in the White House? As a broader sense, what does that mean for Americans to have a leader with those personality traits? Well, as I said, it's the most dangerous type of leader that's humanly possible to have at the head of a government, just to be clear. Uh, This is the most malignant, meaning that they lie, they have no concern for the welfare of the country or anyone outside themselves. They have distorted reality testing. They're paranoid. They have all these suspicions and crackpot conspiracy theorists, and they are disinhibited in their action. There's no action that's too aggressive, too destructive, too dishonest. It doesn't matter what norms or laws they violate. They don't care. So this is someone who really is a threat to the survival of our country and maybe even the survival of our world because there's nothing he won't do to maintain his sense of power and dominance. And there's nothing so crazy that he won't believe it. So he's a completely unpredictable and yet predictably destructive personality. We've just seen the Mueller report released and the breakdown, we haven't seen the full report yet, but the breakdown is that he did not collude with Russia and that he was right all along. Is this going to feed into those disorders that he allegedly is suffering? And and what do you predict his behaviour will do from here, knowing that he's been exonerated from these allegations? Yeah, you know, one of the things that Eric Fromm predicted is that when these types of personalities gain power, they become dramatically worse because they become more omnipotent, more disinhibited, more paranoid, more aggressive. And so anything that where he feels like he's being attacked certainly exacerbates it, but also anything where he feels like he can get away with something or that he's been exonerated or that he's been lauded is only going to encourage him to be even more outrageously dishonest and authoritarian and destructive. So I think that this is going to basically lead to an escalation of his behavior. How would you normally treat someone who has one or all of these personality traits? Is there a treatment for it? Or is there, are there hope for people that are in the same position mental health-wise as the President of the United States? Actually, there isn't. Uh, the person who trained me uh, is now the living world's expert on nar- malignant narcissism. And the way he trained us is if you're able to diagnose that a patient has all four of these components, that they have malignant narcissism, you should essentially run away because they're untreatable and they'll only exert a destructive influence on your life as the psychotherapist. Well, on that note, uh, I want to say thank you for filling us in on the mental health position of U.S. President Donald Trump. (laughs) You're welcome. Wildly depressing, but great. Yes, I I have that effect on people, I've been told. (laughs) Uh, Thanks, mate. Really appreciate your time. You're welcome. So what happens now that Donald Trump's become just the third president in U.S. history to be impeached? Well, the impeachment will be transferred to the Senate, where a trial will begin next month. A Senate where the Democrats have the majority and where the majority leader Mitch McConnell has made it clear he will move to dismiss the case without even calling a single witness. If the trial does go ahead, they'll decide whether Trump will be removed from office. A two-thirds majority would need to vote in favour for that to happen. Not likely, seeing as the Republicans have a 53-seat majority. So he may be acquitted or he could be removed from office. Either way, as long as the Senate doesn't prohibit him from holding office, he could be out, run in the 2020 election and be back in before you know it. This episode of The Quickie was produced by Ellie Beatty with audio production by Ian Camilleri. For more episodes, head to mamamia.com.au forward slash The Quickie.